This time on No Not The Mind Probe, episode number 83, Silver Smiths. Welcome to No, Not That Mind Bro. Ooh. I was trying to do a siren, but it sounded like an old lady. <laughs> yeah. No, you need that little voice modulation. But no, not that mind. Bro. Oh, come in and have a beer. Come in. We have some, have some hard candies. The Cybermen are always trying to give you hard candies. It is. That was their, that was their original power, was uh, yeah. they would give you a 25-year-old Werther's original. Uh, <laughs> well, like from the bottom would, of their big handbag. Yeah, yeah. You would become a Cyberman. But that was rewritten uh, at a very late stage. I surprisingly yeah. made it through several drafts. <laughs> But uh, we don't give you candy at this podcast. We give you real facts. No, and if anyone in a spit truth, say if anyone in a van comes by and tells you that they're with no, not the mind probe, and there's yeah. candy inside that van yeah. and podcasts, don't <laughs> don't go in. True. Don't do that. Then a stranger danger. Um, you want to trust only only your licensed probe dealer. That's right. Uh, only talk to your licensed probe dealer because they're going to be giving you this podcast where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant, uh, and I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for, for 38 years, people. That's, that's, that's a fact. You can put that in the bank. That's right. It won't and, get you anything. It's not worth anything, no, but you can no. put it in the bank and like a safe deposit box, I guess. I it's know. still like safe. It's safe yeah. to do that. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no. Uh, and that's the probe teeny, by the way, for those of yep. you watching hey, on YouTube. Yeah, it's a tiny one tonight, but it's there. At Mind Probe Show, I believe, on YouTube. Uh, my name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years. A couple mm. years ago, finally said yes. Uh, our relationship could rent a car. <laughs> so that's something. Each episode of this podcast, mm. we look at two Doctor Who stories. We go through the new, newish, newer new-ish, yep. mm-hmm. in order. Uh, the second half, the second 50 yards. Yep, yep. And then John acts as a sommelier and pairs that newer episode with a classic story. John, what are we going to look at uh, today? Well, it's, if you like Cybermen, I do. Good. If you oh, don't, okay. then that's going to be bad news mm. uh, because it's a cyber. We're we're a Cyberman day. We're just some silver, there's some silver, silver, something, silver timing. I don't know what. Whatever you do, silver. Because we are starting with uh, Matt Smith and Clara, um, and for some reason, two random children, which don't seem to make <laughs> a huge difference in the plot, uh, in a Nightmare in Silver. So we're coming in, coming in hot to the end of the Matt Smith season here. Uh, and we have paired that uh, with uh, a second Doctor, Jamie, and the very first Zoe story, the tightly paced uh, <laughs> Wheel in Space. <laughs> All right, we're going to get started recapping these these here things. Uh, this was uh, Nightmare in Silver was the seventh series, episode number 12. It is story number 238. It aired in May 11th, 2013. You mentioned it's, it's uh, the 11th Doctor, Clara, and uh, two kids who... See, what you forget is, remember, Doctor Who's made for kids. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. primarily anymore, but it, part, it is partly made for kids. And I tell you, as a as a, a owner of two children, I bought them <laughs> myself. Mm-hmm. They are very excited when anything like them is in a show. They're like immediately like, "Oh, I'm interested now." So like, 
They probably <laughs> sprinkle in kids now and then just to keep kids interested. Bam. It's like uh, Emerald. Bam, bam, bam. You just throw exactly. in some kids. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Kids love that. Even better if the kid looks like you. If the kid has your name, like... I mean, I kind of wish I could go back in time and name my kids more common names. <laughs> Not that they're very uncommon, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so exciting for them when someone has named their name. So, yeah. I mean, you've got, ooh, unfortunately, you get the only Nellie I can think of is Nellie Olson from the Little House on the Prairie. And that's not oh. a great one. No, mm-hmm. well, no, there's very few Nellies. Nellie Bly is a historical figure. Yeah. And then yeah. she was super psyched and she's pretty interesting. She's like, a, she was a journalist and she, yeah. and she was famously in Mr. Belvedere. Uh, <laughs> that's well that's my story but she was pretty interesting and like she she sort of went into these institutions and brought them down she was kind of this rebel and then we found out that she has the same birthday as my daughter which that is not planned but that is is not planned and then your other your other daughter adolfa hitler she also not a great no no there's not as many of those (laughs) there's one but we kind of yeah it's it's, yeah i sit them down and break that and i didn't even realize of course the middle name hitler very hot (laughs) right now and then i didn't put the two together with the adolfo one right yeah yeah you're just like yeah what's what's the chance so you just go with a hitler i think hey Well, well, we've already we're well, uh, five minutes in <laughs> already on Hitler. So buckle up, folks. <laughs> this is all to say there are children in this episode. Yeah, and, there are kids. Uh, we have a clip which <laughs> I will share with you now, pretty much. Get out of my head! Stop rummaging in my mind. Just you try and stop me. Ooh, who's Clara? Why are you thinking about her so much? Enough. Fascinating. A complete mental block. Highly effective. <laughs> Relax, relax. If you just relax, you will find this a perfectly pleasant experience. You are being upgraded and incorporated into the Siberia as a cyber planner. <laughs> Get out of my head! What is this place, a network? A hive? You're getting signals from every Cyberman everywhere. How many of you are there? <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. I'm so clever already, and now I'm a million times more clever. And what a brain! Not a human brain, not even slightly human. I mean, I'm going to have to completely rework the neural interface, but this is going to be the most efficient cyber planner! Not a great name, that, is it? I could call myself Mr. Clever. <laughs> Fulfilling the Matt Smith contractual obligation to once a season just to have a scene where he plays against himself, right? He's just well, several yeah. Matt Smiths at a time. It's just like yeah. I was gonna say, Matt Smith headed on the way out is just doing some, you know, just some simple Doctor Light episodes. Not that much going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know he has a whole m- multiple scenes of him versus uh, himself, and then also multiple scenes with the the Cyberman with him with his brain taken over yeah yeah so and he acts as a like a distinctly different character in those scenes with Clara yeah he gets to play evil and uh, yeah, he's having a great time so here's what here's what's going on first of all mm-hmm. they come to now correct me about this because if it's i'm going to describe something to you if it's this this is one of my least favorite futuristic sci-fi tropes which is they're on a theme park mm-hmm. but is the whole planet a theme park or are they just on a theme park on a planet 
It's called like something world. Uh, I feel yeah. like there could be the name of the. It doesn't feel like there's a bunch of other stuff on. And and at the end they do blow up the entire planet without <laughs> much of a thought. So hopefully there aren't like a whole bunch of other people else around it. Because again, it's one of my least favorite things is when it's like not that planets. I I would imagine if we started becoming aware of a lot more planets in the universe, we would kind of just as we do states and countries, you kind of boil them down to their main thing yeah, of like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, oh, Egypt has the pyramids and right. America yeah. has guns. <laughs> I don't know what, whatever <laughs> we are. Green waves. A lot of yeah, green exactly. waves. So, but in so, in so much sci-fi, it's like, oh, it's the forest planet. Yeah. And it's like, well, it can't be all forests. Yeah, ice like, planet like, of Hoth, which is all the whole planet is ice. Yeah, Fire yeah, planet. Yeah. It's like Mario worlds, you know. It's, <laughs> So it's funny. So it's a to be the, giant theme park that is the size of the entire planet. planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, e- either way, if it's not a whole planet, that is, it is the most notable. To your point, the most yeah, notable thing yeah. on the planet was Doesn't the seem theme to be anything park. else on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The doctor takes Clara and the kids to this theme park. Be like, oh, this will be fun. By the way, we at the end of the last episode, the kids just sort of. You know, Clara, their way not, on yeah. Clara not using like incognito mode and stuff like that. The kids just <laughs> open up her computer and like, oh, we clearly have found out everything about yeah. your adventures. Yeah. But the but the park is closed down and there's military folks there. Um, well, first, I think first they meet. Webley, Mr. Webley, Webley and Porridge and they're yeah, yeah, but yeah. they seem kind of like they're almost marooned there like they're hiding out right yeah webby is like waiting for somebody to come get him but it seemed like uh, it's a good point. it seemed like no one was coming to this planet but they also had a whole mechanical turk sort of line going on there that somehow right, like they that was had going the, to, the uh, yeah like they've been working that, that routine rides in the right really like show or whatever i don't know attractions was this they rigged up an, an old out of work Cyberman yeah. to be a to play you in chess. And then we find it was like, well, actually, it's work at uh, Porridge. Work Davis right. is playing Porridge and he's just down there working the you know ropes and pulleys to make this happen. But which is, again, it's like this is a time when people travel in space to go to theme parks. Then they're like, what? A robot plays chess by itself? Well, I imagine <laughs> that it was more the novelty of like, oh, it's a Cyberman. Like yeah, they have maybe, a, you maybe, know, yeah, something yeah. with that. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, what we find out is that there, and there are a bunch of Cybermen kind of like attractions around. Yeah. But what like it is, is that they're all deactivated. The Cybermen were defeated thousands of years ago or a thousand years ago or something like that. A long time. And, and yeah, the, 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 the military folks here are actually very topical considering the the Wagner troops in Russia they are prisoners who are yeah. being sentenced to serve in the army and they're delightfully not uh i love the the yeah. redheaded guy the, the nerdy yeah. redheaded like, they're the delightfully not in the world <laughs> these are like this is a penal colony for like minor traffic violations <laughs> or something <laughs> they don't feel like hardened criminals not tough not tough <clears throat> So a couple things happen. The the doctor, I forget what the doctor and Clara get separated uh, there, but we find out pretty quickly that the Cybermen are still here. 
and our favorite, the cyber mats. Ah, adorable cyber mats. Yeah. Although these are micro cyber mats, yes, right? Yes, like little tiny ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like little silverfish, cyber silverfish. Yes. Right? Like that. I know. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because we have those in our house sometimes. I looked up how to get rid of them, and they were like, "No, you cannot ever get rid of yeah, them they don't <laughs> because they have, literally they eat like nothing. They don't. Yeah. They don't. It's not like oh, you better." Make sure you don't have any old food sitting around. It's like, no, they will eat dust and yeah. like nothing. I mean, Warwick you know? Davis could blow up your house. <clears throat> That's that always could an option. <laughs> and I'm we're always we're always spraying for Warwick Davis's. So we're always doing that. Uh, we put down diatomaceous earth because he can't crawl through. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So, yeah, those guys, again, those guys are sort of still there. I'm a little confused by that, but then you find out kind of more later. Mm -hmm. They meet up with the military folks. The doctor does his, uh, what does he call that thing? The blank pass? The, uh, oh, the, the psychic paper. The psychic paper. And, and immediately gets accepted. I was like, this is, yeah, does not yes. waste any time getting accepted on this one. It's just like, nope, yes. And they're like, okay, good for you. And they say that. And what it says uh, that what he finds out that it says is that he's been sent by the emperor who's missing currently. Yeah. So they're particularly like, oh, oh, of course, you know, right away. And he then leaves to go do something and puts Clara in charge of the entire unit. Yeah, he's got some authority and he's like, Clara's in charge. And she immediately becomes like a general. And she's like, yes, <laughs> she's I, I was going to say Clara's like a real badass here. It's like a little unbelievable, but I also like how. She's just so along f up for everything. And I think at that point, we already knew at least the kids were missing, whether or not she knew the yeah, fate that they, they were trying in. to protect the kids in some way. So I think she had some kind of adrenaline there yeah. going of like, I'm going to just take yeah. charge of this because she, she does take charge. Yes. And we find out that the, the mini micro cyber mats have infected the kids. The Cybermen are here. And what they're doing is sending out these uh, little cyber mats to kind of take over people's brains and then they're going to revive the army playing the long game here the mm -hmm. Cybermen, as they often do mm -hmm. yes they're very common <clears throat> so one of them affects the doctor which gives us this whole this thing which at first they're not sure if they're, yeah no. they're not going to be able to take over the non-human and it sort of doesn't sort of doesn't right the doctor is able to fight back against yeah. it at one point, when they get taken over, a bit of android-like machinery goes over, like yeah, one eye little, is how you can easy. kind of... Yeah. Little, little Borg light goes on. Borg light, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a Borg for just, like, if you're on vacation, don't want to, like, take the whole thing. <laughs> like, it's nice. And he can temporarily short-circuit it by putting gold on it. So I, I wanted to actually read up more about this, like how gold affects circuitry. It seemed to be something based in something. By Yeah, so we have not... We have not watched Revenge. So the Cybermen, unfortunately for them, um, have developed a litany of vulnerabilities over time. <laughs> Turned out to be various different things. And at one point, it was discovered that gold was inimical to Cybermen. It, it plates their breathing apparatus, which also doesn't make any sense because they don't breathe. Anyway, <laughs> it's the thing <laughs> that doesn't work. Out. So, yes, he uses gold on some level to uh, uh and, to harm and what i like about that and uh, i think another thing where oh yes um at one point clara gets them into they're in a theme park so there's a castle in the theme park so at one point yep. she says let's she's like wait can cybermen walk through water and they're like no they're electric at all he's like let's go all get in the castle and pull the moat up and both in that case and the case of the gold 
these Cybermen actually learn and yes, move forward did. and and innovate, which I I thought was really nice because it, it wasn't just the standard. Yeah, like let's let's punch. Them. I mean, I'm thinking of Centaurans, but like let's hit them in the right spot there, yeah. and that's and always we're you done. Know, Yay! Right spot in the back of the neck. Anyway, there's lots of the Doctor is sort of trying to defeat them the from within the consciousness. He's sort of trying to. He's playing chess, right? He has to beat. He's thinking if he can beat it at chess somehow, right? That, it's then, like a bet, kind of, right? Right, because <laughs> he's sort of playing the cyber, the cyberman, the cyber planner, right? The mm-hmm. cyber intelligence, so that if he can sort of defeat that, like almost a virus, it'll then go back and stop everything. And then at the same time, Clara and the soldiers are again. This is what confused me about Porridge and uh, what's his name, because then they seem to actually be part of the military crew. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, like, I'm not like quite they sure. seem to be sort of an outcast part of the crew because the right. the, the crew the per- knew them or certainly knew who they were. Like, yeah, like, there seemed to be a history there. When, when yeah. because when Clara took over, he was like, in Porridge knew that Clara was like on his side or whatever. I don't know, was friendly yeah. with him. Then he sort of it, it, it felt like he had been kicked out or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, but they didn't know who Porridge really was. They didn't. So yeah. No. So so by the end, they defeat this the Cybermen, uh, the Doctor, but the combination <laughs> of the Doctor and and Clara. A couple nice moments of like they're defeated once, just in time, just as the Cybermen are about to strangle them, all that stuff. And then we find out that Porridge, what is actually the missing Emperor, mm-hmm. and who is the one who puts it together? Is it Clara? It's no. It's the it's one of the kids. It's one of the, the, the little kids. girl sees it on the coin. Right. Or something. Like it's obviously him. It's like this is so obvious. Was <laughs> no one yeah. noticing this? <laughs> right. The kids are. I forgot to mention. By yeah. the way, everyone watching for the kid. The kids are fine. The Everybody's kids are brutally fine. slaughtered halfway through. It was a really dark moment. <laughs> right. I, I meant they're fine in that their legacy lived on and they're remembered <laughs> well. So they died not in vain. No, they're fine. And yes, and we find out he's the emperor. And as the emperor, he's able to then transport everybody out. And yeah, it's, it's a nice like a protocol. There's some, there's some protocol to it. Yeah. yeah. And, it and there's some the nice, yeah. the way it all wraps up has some nice twists and turns to it that mm. I thought were enjoyable. Mm. Mm. And then he proposes to Clara. Yeah. Back on the ship. Which. Who not wouldn't? wrong. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Wrong. Yeah. And, and Clara, I love it. This is the emperor of like not the universe, but a good portion of the gal of a galaxy is like I'm. You know what? I'm really busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so busy, and I, I just am don't... traveling. Just started this traveling in time. I don't know how many marriage proposals I'm gonna get from emperors, but I gotta. I probably should play the field. Yeah. So she says no to like essentially running half the universe. And, uh, but in a nice way. She says it in a really nice way. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, She's not like, ew, and then just turns and like, let's go. Yeah. No, and I, and I sort of liked him as emperor. It's not like they shared a big connection. They got along fine. Mm-hmm. But he was just kind of like, oh, I like the way you're working. How about you yeah. marry me? Come on. Let's Cut do of your this. jib. Let's... Which is what you said to Mrs. Probe when you, you were like, I like the cut of your jib. And she's like, <laughs> well, right. What does that mean? And, That's and right. it was love ever since. Mm. So, yeah. That's that's that. But yeah, I I enjoyed this. I liked I'd said a few episodes. What was remind me, and I think part of the reason I enjoyed this is that like this was kind of like a, a sci-fi episode, and I yeah. thought they did it well. I thought the the twist of the Emperor, what I liked was it was a twist, but it also 
it tied into how they ultimately like ended the plot and like i don't know it just like worked together nice i enjoyed it mm, uh yeah this is a uh, this is neil gaiman uh again uh famous for stuff uh, uh, uh good omens uh the one about the superhero was it was it called uh, american, american gods. gods yeah sandman sandman um uh and uh People were a little disappointed in this one because I think he also wrote The Doctor's Wife, uh, the one with the TARDIS coming live. And that was obviously a very good episode. Uh, and so p- some people felt like this is a bit of a letdown. I think this is a serviceable episode. Uh, trying to do something with the Cybermen, make them a little scary, intimidating. They're faster. They're little cyber mites. They have detachable heads and hands that can attack you. And, uh, you know, I think doing a little bit more with them which is a, a nice attempt to make them exciting. Uh, Matt Smith, you got two Matt Smiths, of course. So you've got a good Matt for Smith. the price of one. And always, you know, Matt Smith acting is always a good thing. Uh, uh, Warwick Davis is very good. Of course, famous for um, playing Wicket, the Ewok. Uh, he was also in Willow. He was the main character in Willow. Has he done Star Wars as well? Because that's the nerd, the nerd, uh, Yes, he the has. Nerd Triple Crown is. Well, wait, is... Well, wait, wait. What do you mean? No, Ewok. The Ewok is Star Wars. Oh, sorry, Star Trek. Star Trek. He's done Star Trek as well. well oh. that is the that is the nerd trifecta. Is uh, Doctor Who Star Trek? Star well, Wars. I will take so, a look while you're looking. Simon Pegg has done it. Uh, he's in Narnia. We <laughs> <laughs> got the Chronicles of Narnia and counting it. Oh, yeah. but he's Harry Potter. He's in Harry Potter. Oh yeah, he's in Harry Potter. Yeah. He's in. Um, uh, apparently, he's also in a very funny show with um, Ricky Gervais. Uh, um, yes, that is I have not seen, but he plays sort of a. a exaggerated version of himself in that show i think right yeah. he's one of the um he's hilarious yeah and then there's the new willow yeah there's another with the willow series he works now. a ton i mean he's great yeah and he's very he, good he was also in well he was in merlin but that's not what i was thinking of he is in oh that's more star wars no that's not what i'm interested in no no i'm interested in something else oh gosh life's too short is the ricky gervais show yeah of course he gave a stunning performances president dwight d eisenhower in a biopic <laughs> he's in celebrity, celebrity squares that's not yeah. what i'm thinking of. anyway he's he's in a lot of stuff and he's great he's very he's coming guy. on the show right now work davis <laughs> He's very good here because I think, I mean, again, I know him from, he, I grew up with him as uh, in Willow. Certainly, yeah. I remember seeing that movie when that came out because it was very exciting. And then, um, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, we never saw his face, but I think for some reason we all did know that he was the Ewok. He was the the main Ewok, the the cutest one that befriends Princess Leia in, in Return of the Jedi. Uh, so, sorry, this is what I'm trying to remember related to Doctor Who. He's in the film version of The Hitchhiker's Guide. He's oh. actually the body of Marvin. The oh, the Marvin the Parent, yeah, who's voiced by uh, the fantastic back when Alan Rickman. Yeah, the children are pretty pointless. I, it was it's, yeah. it's really. I mean, they made a big deal about having to. They clearly had to write a coda to the last story to get the kids on the TARDIS. Right, like, they clearly okay. wanted them there. Yeah, and then they're there, and it's just like. And they they're not particularly necessary because they get taken over about halfway through. You know, one is sort of plays the unconvincing spoiled kid routine, right? She's like, "I'm not, you know, I'm not that excited," or "This is lame. I just want my phone," or something like that. And it's like, oh, it's not convincing in this do context. They, like, like, I mean, do they become characters? Nope, never seen them again. <laughs> really, <laughs> we never hear from them again. I mean, the only thing I can I think is right. <laughs> the only thing I can think is because it was so intentional, and then 
not really. I mean, like you needed someone there that they were rescuing. Yeah. Oh. And it gave Clara a little bit more stakes. The only thing I can think of is that like it just didn't work that well with them. And they're like, okay, never yeah, mind. Like, <laughs> they yeah. maybe downplayed it and then just I moved feel on. like, yeah, because I feel like by the time we start the Peter Capaldi era, if I'm remembering, unless I'm missing something, if I'm remembering right, it's just kind of uh, she lives alone. Like they disappear entirely. That entire family disappears. They are just not even in their life anymore. That's so weird. Yeah. So it is because clearly, I mean, again, everything's so planned out. And Stephen Moffat plans multiple seasons out in advance. It's sort of like, how did you? I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if hmm. they weren't working out as actors. I mean, you know, again, trying to shoehorn kids into a storyline can always be difficult. I do think the Deus Ex Machina. It has a little bit of a Deus Ex Machina ending, right? Just a little bit of a. Oh, don't worry. We're all gonna get rescued because we set off the bomb and we're all been zapped out, and uh, um, and the planet's gonna blow up. And everybody's like, "Oh, that worked out well." <laughs> I guess. I, I guess again. I just I liked. I liked the moment of having the emperor and that little decision that he has to make. Was like, well, I get to go. Yeah, I don't need to take all of you. And then just kind of that little back and forth of it. So I don't know. It looks I, good. I, it, yeah. it, it, it's a good story. It looks good, uh, and um, it's it's a solid. Well, it's a solid Cyberman story. Although, again, and this is the common criticism of Cyberman. We'll talk about the next story too. They just don't. They're just kind of robots. Like it's like there's the Cyberman has an interesting story of how yeah. they're created and what they are, and rarely do they get used that way. It's like the idea of them converting people is their most sort of they're going to turn people into cybermen that is their most compelling trait uh and it's so rarely used uh, uh i mean i guess they're kind of doing it here but it's sort of like eh, all right. <laughs> i i guess like i just like the cybermen it's weird they're they're my they're probably my favorite of the repeat mm, enemies right. i'm not a big dalek person i don't know yeah I, also i'm not a dalek just to be clear, I'm he's not, folks. Person. If you are not watching, yeah. uh, you cannot see the porter. <laughs> he's not a dog. I don't know why he's been holding that sink plunger in his hand the entire time we've been doing this episode, but he's not a dog. No, but I, I like them. I and, and part of it might be the simple thing of like, I like old school 50s robot robots. sci fi, yeah. and that's they're just robot. I don't mind when they're just robot. I don't, I like when they're more complicated. Like, I think it was end of season one, maybe, mm-hmm. where there was. A whole thing. I think it was Mickey and Rose with some yeah, Cybermen. Yeah, the parallel Earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, we'll, we'll I enjoyed that. In this and come back to this because this might be the theme. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, well, so well, then let's um let's, let's move on to our yeah. classic episode. Uh, our classic episode also notably featured Cybermen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and little else. No, actually, a lot else. <laughs> it was called the Wheel in Space, mm-hmm. like a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. It was season it five. Like a top in space. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yes. A gyroscope. Uh, season five of the original series. And it was story number seven. It was only the 43rd Doctor Who story ever. Yep. So they so really they hadn't. Still getting in the groove. They hadn't figured things nailed out it yet. It was uh, blessedly six episodes, as we yeah. mentioned. Well, it gives you real time to breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it aired the 27th of April through the 1st of June, 1968 what that no no one was alive then it aired on bbc notably i just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. and rare, we have the second yeah rare the, bbc airing yeah that's right we have the second doctor we have jamie uh jamie's been on here for well, actually jamie's been on like a season at this point point. Mm-hmm. 
and then we also have yes zoe who i think i have seen one other yeah, time she's in the dominators uh the war games she she was the second half of the patrick Troughton years um but yeah this well is, this is well the she is given a a huge amount of screen time to introduce yes. herself yes we get to know her well but here we go uh, here's a clip from oh and we should mention if you're following all the along with us and haven't watched it this is one of these where we really just have the sound except for uh, a third two of the episodes, episodes. Yeah, yeah two episodes we have uh, a full video so, uh, and but it is yeah, all the, on BritBox for those of you watching ex- it that way. Exclusively on BritBox, you cannot actually get this on oh, DVD. This is another one. Uh, it's audio I, I've had, but you could the the special version that they that was it was an enticement for us to get to get you on the BritBox. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy, you haven't signed up yet. <laughs> get on that BritBox, and you'll want to stay a subscriber because this is a rewatchable. You just <laughs> yeah, watch you, this over and over. Yeah, you don't want to lose access to it. All right, anyway, here we go. Here is a clip from The Wheel in Space. And what do you do here, Zoe? I'm an astrophysicist, pure mathematics major. With honors. Oh, I am impressed. We use Zoe as our second opinion. You didn't answer my question. What question? You know, I'm surprised you didn't know the answer. Now, don't tell me there's something you can't work out. How did you pilot the rocket ship? You see, I've calculated its original course. It was a service and supply ship for number five station, Overdue and presumed lost nine weeks ago. Well, the rocket couldn't have drifted 87 million miles off course. So what's your theory? Well, there's a record of the last contact with the silver carrier rocket. It had 7 million miles to touchdown and enough fuel for 20 million. Well, it couldn't have drifted here off course in the time involved. It must have been driven and piloted. Oh, a rightly space detective. There's only one solution. That rocket was refueled in space provided with at least another 12 fuel rods. Well, it's an interesting theory. Oh, it isn't a theory. You can't disprove the facts. It's pure logic. Logic, my dear Zoe, merely enables one to be wrong with authority. A classic second. A great line. But uh, for the first two minutes of the clip, if you like that, there's about three and a half hours more (laughs) of that. Like if you that like is... people describing very basic rudimentary actions, there's a lot of scenes of control rooms of people going, turn on this for 10.3 seconds. Nine, eight, <laughs> seven. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I was hoping someone would reroute power or something that yeah, I could really yeah. just dig my teeth into. If but... I, but if you ever need to pilot a space wheel, I think you you could do it. I mean, the, the mechanics are here. The nuts and bolts now, of it are, are all here. This is so back in the 40s and 50s, there's lots of cool conceptual art and real scientists who who thought of what are all the ways we, of course, in the 50s and definitely Mm -hmm. the 60s, we thought like human conquest of space was like imminent and happening Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. soon. Uh, They'd be very disappointed (laughs) where we've gotten to at this point, which is mainly we've launched a lot of satellites to like get us to watch espn better like right. that's mainly we really want to tweet more but they design all these uh space stations and uh this is definitely a, a common design is this wheel in fact in uh 2001 i believe they're on one yeah. of these yeah. the arc space is a wheel uh, because it provides the the centripetal force provides like a gravitational thing to it so that's right it creates an artificial gravity right it should be so, hurled against the wall um so i would say for me the saving grace of this whole story is it's kind of a cool that era of sci-fi thing i just sort of enjoyed the trappings of it a little bit but it's lashings pretty of sci-fi yeah, yeah like a side of sci-fi <laughs> in here anyway 
They are the TARDIS is marooned. The TARDIS <laughs> is just like always on the side of the road with like steam coming out. <laughs> Needs a new tire. In particular, this one, and this one, this is the second time. This is David Whittaker, uh, who was, was there in the early days too. And this happened in an early one too. Is marooned because it's out of mercury. It needs that. It's got to get that mercury, and they don't have any spare mercury. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like. Like I'm not. I threw the mercury out with the the, the, yeah, the patch last night. We should have some more mercury. I guess. Like, can't you? Do you have any thermometers we could break open? <laughs> uh, and then you cut to like Jamie with mercury running down the side of his mouth. Like, sorry, <laughs> I <laughs> ate the last the last mercury. What I love is, and it's the line here, and it's also the early ones too. Was like. They'll just get to some like tiny little spaceship or play something. It's like Jamie will be like, "Well, there's got to be some mercury here." It's like, "No, there doesn't." No, there doesn't. <laughs> Why would you say that? Like, <laughs> well, one thing I love about Jamie is that he uh, they write him so well because he comes from. I think they did this pretty well with Leela too, but like he comes from. He's so out of time with everything, but he's he and he never really understands what's going on but he understands enough to be like i hey, come on like do the thing where you go in there and then something happens i don't really get it but like yeah go get the mercury for me if you need mercury we're on another one of these space things they must have mercury and you and often he says something kind of ridiculous like that the doctor's like well well you are right but yeah you kind of have it sure sure anyway so they're kind of marooned they're brought onto this spaceship when they're brought on, the doctor is concussed, mm. so he's mm-hmm. not available to talk. So Jamie's kind of having to represent who they are and whatever. And he's not sure what he's supposed to say. They kind of grill him. They are the, the these are humans on this space station from some sort of you know I don't know if they say a the year perfectly perfectly multi ethnic set of humans <laughs> each yeah. of whom i mean just uh by the time flanagan the irish guy gets on there he's like, oh you'd be wanting to have a fight do you <laughs> oh boy <laughs> like, well as we know has been wearing a green hat with a clover on <laughs> as we know the british uh the british isles are really that's those are the only ones who will be spacefaring folks <laughs> No, this one's got, they've got the guy from South America. They got Chang. I mean, everyone's oh, got a specific name and it's just like, oh boy. Uh, yeah. anyway. Is this, was there the Jamaican guy here too? No, I don't know, but there was oh, the, I know. I'm thinking of a Toberman from the, yeah, he was, that was not a good I'm one. thinking of next week's podcast. Oh, anyway. Oh, yes. yes, yes in yes. two weeks, rather. So anyway. So Jamie kind of lies to them about what's going on. Uh, he and and the TARDIS is essentially in the like right in the story. silver carrier. Yes. Yeah. So the he's spaceship. right. So he's like doesn't want them to destroy that. And uh, it's it's a supply vessel that's 80 million miles off course, which they say a lot. But I yes. just want to say and they're like, oh, uh, well, this could never have like why this is 80 million miles. But it's like but if you're in space and there are these spaceships you get like one hundredth of a degree off yeah. and then things are on autopilot. You could be 80 million miles. I, I just don't you think get the wrong exit ramp. And then the next thing you know, you're on a bypass and you just can't get I off. I think yeah. what's yeah. more unusual, maybe, but not necessarily, is that it could be 80 million miles, of course, but it would be a coincidence as 80 million miles and intersecting with your path because you would just, yeah. you're all out in this vastness of right. space. But totally random. Whatever. Maybe but it hones right. in on others, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this case, they don't know what they're doing. Course. It's deliberately, intentionally, actually about it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, right. It's not. 
we see the medic who we see her do a bunch of stuff, essentially like lie detector type things that yeah. she feels like Corwin. Yeah. We see, I think, was he the captain who was real, like real gruff Jarvis? Yeah. yeah. Jarvis, uh, who is, you know, this is again, the classic archetype of Dr. Who of the base under siege, right? You got the whole, but yes. uh, Jarvis is just immediately insane. Like he's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a ramp up. He's just like, ah, he just completely loses it uh, and just gets worse through the whole thing. But he's always sort of unhinged for no yes. readily apparent reason. <laughs> he's very impressed, I think. <laughs> and then we have uh, the lovely Zoe. So mm -hmm. I, I guess I, I could have misheard this too. And maybe this was more of like, they were just criticizing her. I thought they were describing her as a robot. The, like a robot, they said. She's, oh. The idea, it's hinted at here, it's never really developed, but that she like maybe belonged to like a society or like a particular, uh, went to a particular school or something that trained you to be very, uh, trained you to be a genius. Or she's kind but of just like very analytical. Yeah, and, and right, yeah. yes, and very logical and all that kind of stuff. And it's, I, it was, it's not clear, it's kind of hinted at that it's like, almost a cult or like even Gemma's kind of like, yeah, it's not the greatest thing to do to a child, but you know, whatever you're already here. Uh, and it's like, a, um, yeah, but there's some hinting that she was, she is just a normal human, but she was brought up as a genius and, uh, and that was fostered and, and she was supposed to be not emotional in a way. Yeah. Well, which is a good character to have on when the side and then the Cybermen yeah. are attacking. Yeah. There's a nice contrast, but I'm not going to go into detail on the rest of this plot because it's, it's so, just drudgery i mean basically we find out that it's populated with cybermen that's why they're there they're coming to take uh they're they're coming to take over basically but they're doing various things to do it and there's a lot of talk of like but they're doing this but why would they do that but what if it's this well clearly it's this and that's not right and then there's no like the action of it is like five minutes but like they just talk about what might happen for a long time. And then there's detailed scenes of showing them actually like doing the boring parts of it. Like now put <laughs> yeah. the we're gonna put the boxes in the box. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. put that in the box. No, so this is this is a famously convoluted plot. So um I'm gonna try to see if I can remember it. So so the Cyberman uh wants to take over the wheel because that they can use that to take over Earth somehow. It's not hundred percent clear how. So they need to invade the wheel. So they to take over the silver carrier spaceship 80 million miles away <clears throat> and then they kill all the crew i guess and set it on a course that puts it eventually at the wheel hiding two cybermen on board and the servo robot who will go back to servo the little robot at the beginning right right who who then, actually gets the tardis and yeah and then so then let's see the spaceship the silver carrier drifts close to the wheel and then sh shoots out the Cybermats, a uh, little bubble that go into the, to the wheel. The plan is that the Cybermats are going to get on the wheel. They're going to eat the Baranium rods that fuel the laser beam. And then the Cybermen apparently have the power to cause the sun to go supernova or something like that. Oh, yeah, diverts, right, right. Diverts meteorites towards the space uh, wheel. But now their laser's out of action because they don't have any Baranium rods. So they're going to scan the silver carrier and see, oh, it might have some beranium on it. So right. then send so they'll the, go to the silver go to that, and then the Cybermen will hide themselves underneath the beranium boxes. I'm, I think I'm saying it's right. But the only reason they didn't blow up the silver carrier in the first place is yeah. because Jamie yeah. told them not to. So yeah. they would have had to known that. It was a slight flaw on the planet. Because when, uh, when they came, basically they were about to blow it up. 
because they're like, we don't know what this is, and we're rightfully, correctly suspicious yeah. of it. Yeah, like, we're just gonna blow this up. Yeah, and then Jamie's like, no, please don't, because because the TARDIS is there. So yeah, I'm not. Maybe they thought that the Cybermen would put the would have destroyed the laser before that was going to happen anyway. Anyway, then yes, yeah, so the idea was then they're going to bring the Cybermen are going to hide in the bottom of the boxes. They're going to bring them over. Then the Cybermen are going to be able to, I guess, open the doors when the spacewalking Cybermen come. Which is, by the way, the spacewalk scene is hilarious because it's just people like clearly just in a studio like doing this. Like we're it reminded insane. me of those those old. <laughs> commercials where they'll be like no one will be admitted during the thrilling spacewalk <laughs> sequence because <laughs> it's just so i mean yeah anyway. just kind of walking casually towards it uh yes so that is the cyberman's plot it's absurdly complicated and it's, it's defeated within minutes <laughs> defeated within minutes and um when they finally sort of determine what it is i think there it's in conversation with is that is that the conversation with zoe that we played because i just remember one when, of them when it's finally explained parts of it she's like that make any sense. Like she's a very analytical one, and she's like, "Why would they do that? That's not a good way to do it." And they're like, "Aha! But Zoe, you must take into account." Mm. By, by the way, uh, I, I've pinpointed what the second Doctor reminds me of in his when he gets very like mincy and worried, mm-hmm. and it's it's it, from "It's a Wonderful Life." Uh, this, this is a deep cut from "It's a Wonderful Life," <laughs> but. It's Mary Hatch's mother. It's Donna Reed's mother. And if you remember the scene, she's at home with her mother and George Bailey's drunk and is coming over and she's like excited to see George. And her mother just keeps going, Mary, Sam Wainwright's on the phone. Don't you want to? And, she, and then she goes and off and kisses George Bailey. And stuff. It's like, that's what Patrick Shroud sounds like to that me. That is a he very really, deep cut. She's going like, oh, oh, no, Jamie, you can't do that. Like, it's so, he gets so, he's like the hero. And I mean, this is part of the show, but he's like the hero, but he gets He's so worried. He, he is the least in command of all the doctors. The truth. Yeah, he's totally. And yet totally, totally. He's endearing, in but I mean, yeah. it's funny. He's very uh, flirty with uh, Gemma Corwin. The, the doctor oh, yeah. in this. There's kind of a little chemistry there. It was kind of. This is the first of time that we get John Smith, uh, which Jamie yes. names him. Uh, also, it's the first time it. this pseudonym is used. I thought that People, was going to come back around, by the way, that like what John Smith Enterprises was or more about that. If they were modern Doctor Who, yes, it would, he'd end up being the CEO of it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like like 10 <laughs> episodes later, that would be like, you know, like a bad wolf situation. Yeah, not no, not here. Uh, for whatever, for some reason, and I don't know, maybe it was better when you could see it in motion. Uh, people really get into the servo robot, which is the. It's <laughs> fun. It was an interesting design. Uh, and then we have the very. Uh, and this is the only time this has ever happened, and it's rare. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't think of any other TV show that has done this. Um, so at the end, when Zoe sneaks onto the TARDIS, they uh, the Doctor like puts on a little, little tiara, uh, and he's like, oh, well, let me show you what life is like with us. And then this leads into a repeat of Evil of the Daleks, which we've watched, right? That was the one in, where they meet Victoria for the first time. So that's okay. So this, so the next episode after this is Evil of the Daleks. They repeat it. They repeated that whole episode as if he was sh- now, but he's showing it to her. Oh, weird. Yeah, right. It's a really weird. And then they don't. It's not like they had bookended at the end of it. That next Wait, one, was it had already like, oh, aired. They yeah, just it showed it now. again. Yeah, they just they wanted it was a classic. I guess people liked it. They wanted to show a repeat, and I like they thought sure. well, we can't. We gotta have a like, reason. We can't just show a repeat. What are we animals? <laughs> like, we have to have <laughs> some kind of. 
a framing device. And so, yes, famously, this is an in-universe repeat, which apparently it's like the doctor's just broadcasting, uh, you know, in his head. He's got <laughs> <Right>. famous episodes. <laughs> I, li- I like I like who is like, but applied with a narrative form. Like, he went a long way to set it <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Erdin, by the way, this is 1968, and I was going to say about the gem, the Doctor G- Gemma. I forgot her mm-hmm. last name. Um, Corwin, yeah, Corwin. Was a, a very like, I don't know. Uh, I think a little bit ahead of its time, like very in control female oh, scientist. I really liked her, um, and I was yeah. and they kill her off, which is sad. Although I also love that they kill her at the end of episode um, five, uh, and then they clearly did not want to bring the actress back the next week so the scene where they find the body they just very obviously cut to a still photograph of her so like, <laughs> oh my god it's Gemma!" and then it's just like i'm like lying on the floor i was like it would be almost as bad as if they just had her on vacation like, <laughs> like oh, it's she's like waving in the beach this is by the way you guys might not like that robots love that song yeah that was robots robots are jamming right now there are a lot of jamming robots right now we are adherents of the repeating themes here on no not mind probe we like to talk about ideas and 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 people and things that uh are threaded throughout doctor who and our very culture uh john what possibly did you want to talk about with these how let's are these episodes about, linked let's uh, talk about the color question. silver oh is it yes. any good or not uh would when you, you get put a silver it crayon that's yeah. very exciting <laughs> yeah it was a big time no let's talk about the cybermen uh it's been a while and you repeatedly assert that they're your favorites i love them so we got to deal with that nonsense i love them so much <laughs> <I love> them. <laughs> It just means so much to me. <laughs> He's verklempt. He's verklempt. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. So, what do you love about the Cybermen? So, the Cybermen, so we've now watched, let's see, what we've, I'm going to do a quick quick inventory here. We've seen Tomb of the Cybermen. We have seen uh, Wheel in Space now. We have seen Earthshock. We have, uh, actually, maybe we haven't seen that many Cybermen. I'm trying to, we haven't done the 10th planet yet. I don't think. They're usually in the title, right? We've got rise of the Cybermen. We've seen that, uh, which is the new series. And we've seen, you know, any, uh, a bunch of appearances now. Oh, I guess we haven't seen a ton. Well, the new series that there was a, that, that was a many episode arc with the Cybermen. Right. And then doomsday, they come in and they face off against the Daleks. And, uh, yeah, there was a two parter with, uh, with Rose and, and Nikki. But the old ones, I mean, like I love tomb. Yeah. so they they made their first appearance at the very end of the hartnell years which i don't think i don't think we've watched watched. that one yeah we haven't watched that one yet because that's their very they're very rudimentary in that very rudimentary they that they're famously they change their appearance every single episode they're slightly upgraded which i I think is now it's at the time it wasn't intentional it was like ah the last (laughs) costume fell apart we tried to we tried to try to do this better uh but now it's become sort of like oh that's part of their thing they upgrade or whatever they've been reasonably consistent but uh, yeah, I mean, their their sort of key thing is they are uh, they were people who uh, like us who um, kept upgrading themselves with, uh, through various surgeries with cybernetic pieces, and then eventually they replaced their brains with computers, and they became the Cybermen. And then their drive is to survive, uh, and they survive by converting more people um, into Cybermen. Um, and so that is their 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 raison d'être, if I say it right. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but often they become robots. They're just 
as you say, I think they're very 1950s robots. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what do you, what do you like about the Cybermen? Explain I, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're and they're 1950s where you think of as like just like tin can robots, not yeah. like oh they've you know. Although this happens with especially with the modern Cybermen stories where they're like they're able to sort of take over a human and it becomes more like an android or you know with human-like features but no yeah these are just the like big old tin man suit from wizard of oz <laughs> robots i like them because it reminds me more of like the borg from mm, star mm-hmm. trek where it's just sort of relentless yeah okay sort of a zombie thing going yeah yeah they can't really be killed right exactly they're they're kind of robot zombies so there's not the grotesque and like messiness of it there's like they just don't stop coming you can't Mm -hmm. defeat all the cybermen even though you can very easily defeat them (laughs) (laughs) usually by the end in in a very plastic makeup (laughs) right or like radiation right or like this i feel like there's also in the modern ones the independence day like thing of like we'll upload a virus to them yeah oh yeah a cell phone virus yeah Mm -hmm. but you never really defeat them like because how could you i mean they're just it's it seems impossible i'm interested to know more about the origin because is there anything living at the origin of them or yeah so it's well this is it's it was it feels like it was done in so this is 1965 i think they first appeared 66 and it feels like it was written as a sort of a warning like like so basically the idea is they just right. kept upgrading themselves uh, with bionic limbs and and all things like that, until again, there's just no human parts left. Is sort of the idea. So they were. A Which beam. again, is that a thing we're worried about? <laughs> like, is it just are we worried that that's gonna that's really gonna happen to us? That, like speaking of a previous episode, that we're like gonna ship of Theseus ourselves yeah. <laughs> into like. A... That, well, I think that, there was a thing is, at the know. time of like, oh, am I man or machine <clears throat> anymore? I mean, that was a common. And maybe still is a common that, uh, what makes uh, us sci-fi thing. Could we yeah. be replaced by machines as like workers and things like? I could see. So maybe no, there's topical, a, it's a metaphor. Of, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, are they are they simply Chat GPT uh, yeah. ahead of its time? I think. You yeah. Know, if they were writing press releases, like an episode with the press release <laughs> of the Cybermen, and just, <laughs> people are like, no, that's oh what the God. new cyber. That's what this new series of Doctor Who should be about. Large language models that Cybermen <laughs> just get into, or that Cybermen just get into like, like social media ads and stuff like that. It's like very software. But I mean, just I do calling think... you and selling you aluminum siding. Would you like to buy siding? <laughs> <laughs> that was that the big fear of of any kind of robotics or computer intelligence back then. Was always in this idea of that it would animate like Frankenstein and then come to life. But yeah, now our fear is much more about the software side of it. I guess the Matrix was, all, I mean, well, that's much more recent, but I'm saying like that was more, it was more yeah. of the software thing there too, where it was like the software, but then that would take over, I guess, in the, the Matrix was like, it would take over these military things. And then, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I like the relentlessness of it. I like that it's not attached to, I mean, they're trying to conquer everything, but it's just so soulless they're just like yeah, yeah we're just moving just, forward we're just why are you conquering because it's there right and it's not um yeah, yeah like something about that is more palatable to me than the daleks where it's just like i have to believe like 
there's just this race of awful things like well yeah. they're just raised to be terrible where it's like this i can just believe they just logically think the only way we're going to continue is if we just take it yeah. we're that's improving what we're supposed to do yeah we're improving drift. everything yeah yes. it does drift a little bit back and forth but i i like it i think they're motivated when their motivation is things are broken we're improving them that and I, I mean if you think about that that is you could easily make that analogy to tech today, right? It's like everything's right. wrong. We're fixing it. We're making it better. It's like right, Holy. right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Holy right. Really? They're shiny. Obviously, you like that. They're shiny. Yeah, I love shiny stuff. I hadn't really thought about the different <clears throat> looks each time, but they're fun. The but Cybermats the have season. grown on me. The cyber, in the tomb of Cyber, the Cybermats were the funniest, <laughs> silliest, stupidest things. In both of these, they're kind of fun. Uh, the yeah, Cybermites are really fun. Yeah, the Cybermites are interesting. The Cybermats get a little more to do here in this, uh, in this still, current I'm one. Sorry to interrupt, but I still remember in the tomb of the Cybermen where they were like, God bless the actors in those scenes who had to be like deathly afraid oh! of them. Like, oh my God, we're surrounded. And there was like four of them. They could easily have stepped between them. Yeah, I remember yeah, who those knows guys. what kind of power they have. Uh, they, uh, they're the nice thing too. And I think, and you see this in uh, both of these episodes is they are uh, reasonably easy to realize on screen. So you can have a lot of them. They can, a, they can go upstairs, which, you know, after the Daleks, they were like, hey, that turns out to be a thing that's important to design a monster. <laughs> so they can they can move fairly easily. And the costumes are reasonably priced enough that you can have a large amount of them on the screen, which is also it does make a difference um, versus the Daleks when there's like clearly three of them. <laughs> like China. <laughs> so that does give them a little bit more of uh, adds to that relentless. Hey, there's a mass of these things that you can't fight. By the way, when <clears throat> you said the first one was when the 10th planet. So uh, it should be 1966, I think. Okay. And then because the two of the Cybermen wasn't that many, was it just like a year so before? Or? Yeah. So let's see. There's a uh, uh, 10th planet. Yeah, it was and a then, year before. Yep, and then uh, the tenth planet, and then there's the moon base, uh, which also has the Cybermen, uh, and that's a that's oh, a wow. Ben and so Polly. This is a very Cyberman heavy. This must yes, have been of the time. All the these. The second Cybermen. Doctor uh, has the most encounters with the Cybermen because uh, we still got um, uh, there's the the moon base we haven't watched yet. We did. Uh, by the way, we did time. watch the tenth planet. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah that's it's the last first part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's the moon base still to come, and then uh, the invasion, which is another unit one. So the Cybermen fight uh, the Brigadier. Uh, well, maybe so that, that's why I like it too. I like Patrick Troughton and Jamie, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jamie's in all of them. Uh, he knows who they um, who they are, uh, obviously uh, in in um, uh, in this one, which is kind of oh, uh, um, uh, yeah. So it's a uh, um, they. This is their heyday, uh, and then. They didn't appear at all for the third Doctor. He blanked on the Cybermen. Uh, and then you only get one Tom Baker, one Peter Davison. Uh, you get one, one uh, the rest of the way out. Well, that's, John, that's why I like the Cybermen. But you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we got through that one. Yeah, we did we it. We got through it. We did it. John, there are 300 official Doctor Who television stories. We're rapidly approaching where that won't be the case, but that's mm -hmm. still the case right now. And by the way, in Doctor Who news, in uh, I think this is news, Doctor Who has broken through enough in the news cycle that Mrs. Probe was aware of the new Doctor. 
on the way. And then so I was like, oh, well, let me tell you what I know about it. <laughs> it named him as a doctor. But then this is happening. We don't know yeah. this yet. There's and a lot of stuff going on. But she, she actually heard about it. Well, you know why? Because because the women, they love they the love. Ryan Gosling. And the Ryan yes. Gosling, big Doctor Who fan, it turns out. I texted you this, but uh, you know they announced uh, Shudi Gatwa as the up and coming uh, doctor. And uh, he's been he's been admitted to the university. He hasn't he hasn't shown up yet for his orientation, but he's he's incoming class of doctors. And um, uh, he was working on the Barbie movie when he got the role. And when it was announced, apparently Ryan Gosling just came running over to his trailer and was like, oh, I love Doctor Who. It's the greatest show in the world. Wow. Uh, and, and there you go. So so women now will immediately start flocking to Doctor Who because they do anything. Because that Ryan Gosling, he's a handsome fella. He's a, he's a, he's a good-looking fellow. Good-looking guy. guy. He's good Ken in guy. the new Barbie movie. John and I yeah. were just discussing that we were yeah. interested in seeing this. Yeah, Because yeah. we're grown, um, man. It's very yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with an eight-year-old child. Me too, but I don't know who that one is yet. Yeah, I'm we'll find fine. somebody. <laughs> well, well hey, we were hey, discussing <clears throat> brief brief Barbie sidebar. Yeah. Mm. Discussing because it's hard to tell from the trailer. Like you know, it's clearly made to be funny for adults. Mm-hmm. But it's PG thirteen. So my daughter's eight. She mm-hmm. loves Barbie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm happy to take you to it, and you just be like, yeah, that wasn't for me. I'm not sure about it, but I don't want to take you if there's going to be a lot of like weird sex jokes. And the, yeah. one of the first trailers had like a only really funny as like them being unaware of the sort of sex joke that they're making. Yeah. But I've read a little bit more about it and it seems like it'll be little kids will like it. I mean, your daughter's eight. So she's going to start having sex in a couple years. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Your God, you might as well just get it. Rip that bandaid off. We're going to have the talk right after Barbie in the middle of Barbie. (laughs) You're gonna ask them to stop. Hey, could could you pause it for can a we second? We gotta have a conversation here. And we're gonna pause it. on this frame of Barbie. <laughs> now zoom in and enhance. All right, let's talk about the human body. <laughs> Daddy, is this a typical woman? Yep. Yeah, I'll say yes. I'll say for. <laughs> my daughter. If you don't grow up to be Margot Robbie, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Basically, like this is it. And she's Daddy, like, but you don't look like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you're like, you're right. This press conference is over. <laughs> uh all right i don't know where we were but i think i'm ranking ranking doctor who uh so here's the deal uh i really like nightmare and silver Mm. all right i really enjoyed it i like cyberman really liked work davis thought that he was great Mm -hmm. the kids were on a needed distraction though thankfully they were just like turned into robots and then immediately shunned away i liked the weird little penal colony i just really enjoyed this whole thing so i ranked it pretty high i have it (laughs) 14 Ooh, wow, that's very high. Yeah, I just really, really enjoyed like, this. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> it just it hit for me one it of those where it's like I would rewatch stuff. this. Like this is just fun. I, I like this type of story, and I thought it was a really good Clara episode. Obviously, a good Matt Smith episode. Yeah, yeah. it is a good Clara. Just really fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that's that. Uh, the wheel in space. I can tell that you didn't like it that much, mm. and I didn't. Mm. like it that much either but i probably have it ranked way higher than you probably because like, again i said i just kind of like the trappings of yeah. this kind of space story and um, i like zoe okay um i was actually more interested if she actually had in fact been a robot yeah, uh, like, yeah. like a data type situation but at any rate i ranked it at 98 okay just okay. below the three doctors above colony in space kind of in that era 
you know, again and again, I think we'll pick at the end of this, mm. the end of all this madness of this podcast, mm. pick a few shows to rewatch and re-rank. Mm-hmm. The Arkin space is going to be one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. as I was going down, I was like, well, I clearly can't rank it higher than the Arkin space, which is a similar, different because there's more of a monster element to it's it. It's got a wheel, like, though. There's a yeah. wheel. It's that kind of era <laughs> of like 2001 sci fi, yeah. very influenced by 2001 sci fi, white suits and yeah. like all these things. Oh, yeah, that's pretty true. It's got a lot of similar. Yeah. But, like space yeah, I think we should rewatch that at some point and I'll re-rank it because I, mm. I haven't ranked very low. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, 90. We'll have a we'll though. do at the end of the podcast, we'll have a mulligan. We'll have a couple of mulligans. Couple mulligans. Take I mulligans like and like, oh, I think that's so I liked it in the bottom half, but not like way at the bottom for me. That's where okay. I got it. Right. Yeah, a little different here. Nightmare and Silver, it just doesn't really do do it for me. It's fine. Uh it's in it's in the fine category with me. Sure. Uh it is I don't remember much. I didn't remember much about it before I rewatched it. And then now talking about it here, I have not remembered much. About it <laughs> like it's interesting. It's trying to do interesting things with the Cybermen. And maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe um, it's almost, I wonder if it wasn't a Cyberman story, would it be mm. more interesting? Cause it's sort of like, I think I was a little bit as a, as a long-term who fan, you kind of like, Oh, and this is, this is Matt Smith's first outing with the Cybermen sort of, Oh, is solo. it really? Yeah, I think so, right? Because they they show up in the um uh in the the Pandora opens in the Big Bang, but they're like one of uh uh several. Yeah, monsters. like this right, is his right. first like sort of head to head with the Cybermen. Hmm. Uh, so I think I was like fixated on the Cybermen, and, and and I think you know what I think also they had promoted it as like buckle your seatbelts, folks. It's a new scary Cyberman, and like these are the most frightening Cybermen you've ever. Oh, yeah, seen. I didn't have all that. Yeah, yeah so there's a lot of baggage it. there. So I've got it at number eighty-seven, right by Smith and Jones and the next Doctor, uh, Amy's Choice, the Macro Terror Colony. So in my solid Doctor Who section, I mean it's definitely in, in a mid range. Okay, I'm glad that you ranked it in the Doctor Who list. <laughs> that is what we're doing. So I'm glad you put it in. Yeah. It's Doctor actually number four on my Benson list, which is, oh, I, and, and he's not even in it. <laughs> That's how good it is. <laughs> if you're ranking it Benson, it's very good. <laughs> Wheel in Space, yeah, not one of my favorites. I've always seen it a couple times. It's one of those ones that, again, doesn't actually register that much for me. It is very slow and plodding. And I think as I was watching, I was like, oh, it would have been, and there are a couple interesting character moments. Like again, I like Jim Corwin, and uh, I think there are some interesting little exchanges. They try to have a little romance going on between some of the crew members and stuff like that. It's like okay, that more of that and less of the like five minutes of like turn the laser beam five degrees, turning it five degrees, lower the <laughs> laser beam, lower the laser beam, fire the laser beam, firing the laser beam. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's not interesting, but there is a tendency yeah, in some of these old ones. How it is in space. I yeah, mean. that's how it would be. It's just a lot of repeating. <laughs> so I've got it down at number 151, uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, it's down by the arc uh, above the smugglers because uh, it's got Cybermen in it. And the I, think, I mean, it's that. definitely above the smugglers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You have it below, um, what do you call it? It's 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 below Delta. You have it below the keys of Marinus, which is insanely boring to me. Well, but. that so actually, I think the keys of it's got it's there. Uh, to me, it's very similar to the very keys similar. of Marinus. It's a lot of sort of over repetitive, like okay, this is happening, this is happening, uh, and and yeah. So and and it, yeah, it's it's maybe one day I'll reappraise it to, to maybe this will know, be probably in the not. beginning. Now uh, oh, yeah. here's 
Here's where it is in the Doctor Who. Uh, uh, John, the, the, if you guys are not Doctor watching magazine, YouTube, you really should go to YouTube. No, no, yeah, my bro. I'm holding up a magazine. John is holding is up a magazine. You could see this if you were watching right now. Uh, but Doctor Who magazine would sue us. Uh, yeah. It is um, so obviously. So uh, this is the um, uh, this is the Doctor Who's great 60th anniversary rankings. Every person, every you were able to fill out a form, and you give every episode one to ten points uh and they total them up um and uh wheel in space the number one doctor who episode of all time considered the wow. most no. <laughs> uh it is it is number 17 uh oh. out of 21 um uh, patrick trout episodes so it's 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 lingering in the bottom yeah uh it is better than the dominators which is one of the other ones that we have watched Fair. uh um, uh it is uh just below the highlanders which we just watched uh and the ice warriors so I still think uh, Highlanders, because it's completely audio only. Yeah. I think it would be seen as. A I, yeah, I agree. I think after our our our, our re-listening watch there, uh, I I think it might actually yeah it could it could shoot up if they ever discovered it. Uh, and there are rumors, by the way, of uh, eight to nine new episodes that have been discovered that maybe maybe launched, but it's not clear. They may be holding them out for the sixtieth. But, but anyway. the, the thing is, they didn't discover the film. They just discovered someone who kind of remembers watching them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just on video being like, and then right. I think, and then Jamie, and then Jamie so the, walked in this from the left. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then they try to animate. He's like, no, no, not from that part. <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna put our rankings into the yeah, old supercomputer, the beep, old beep, silicon, beep, the old cyber probe GPT. Computer. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Nightmare and Silver, uh, mm-hmm. classic. John and Porter disagree. Yeah. Uh, so we split the difference. You yeah. had 87. You're a little bit country. You ranked 87. <laughs> I'm a little bit rock and roll. I ranked yeah. it. 14. Yeah. We end up at 42. Respectable. Right, right next to Caves of Androzani, which was the opposite. You have it higher. I have it in the 80s. Oh, and actually, the la- I'm incorrect. Uh, it's right above the time that the doctor, uh, the 11th doctor met the Cybermen. Closing time was the one with James Corden. <laughs> he yes, met the Cybermen. Yes, yes. So oh, he right. He hadn't yes, seen yes, the yes. Cybermen before. That's right. And that's right. Thank you, supercomputer, for reminding me of Ranked that. Ranked it similarly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then uh, the wheel in space. Yes. Lower down the list. 127. I think mm-hmm. that's more appropriate where yeah. it should yeah. be probably, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It is right above Keeper of Tracken and Boomtown, right below mm-hmm. the Invasion mm-hmm. of Time and battlefield so you know i mean it yeah, is what it is now it we is are getting is. near the end yeah. of the matt smith era <laughs> and i mean he's closing strong uh the 11th doctor in in a solid first place position right now in and terms I think what's of coming up isn't gonna hurt him i think he's gonna, i don't think that's gonna hurt him gonna do okay no up. and uh <laughs> so that's really that'll be interesting it. and i think he's first for both of us two no no you have the third doctor first i mean yeah. i know we haven't watched all the third doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh that's interesting that's interesting yeah. he is yeah. the first for me with a bullet yeah. man yeah. so that's interesting yeah. i like the yeah. third doctor and the tenth doctor way more than you is what i've learned mm. and i like the mm. second doctor more than you that's surprising to me actually mm. Interesting, interesting. Mm. Well, mm. anyway, you can see some of what I just talked about, not all of it, on the <laughs> mindprobe.show. Others mm. are in a secret spreadsheet that you will never see because yes. you couldn't handle it. You could, you yeah. could handle the handle spreadsheet. The data. You would probably lose your mind. It would explode like an overwhelmed Cyberman. That's right. But you can see the general rankings. You can also see the watch order on mindprobe.show. Mm-hmm. So you can watch along with us. You can see what Do we're it. Gonna- watch next week's podcast you can link to obviously all the old podcasts 
We'd love for you to take a listen. We'd love to hear from you how you like him. And of course, uh, subscribe and leave comments and ratings and stuff yep. like that. Uh, we're on all the things and apples and we are on everything. Spotify is we're actually uh, on NBC on uh, Friday night. <laughs> yeah, they're really it's the writer's strike is really hit them hard. So, yes, we would love that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, John, we are going to do another. I hear we're doing another episode in two weeks. So that's right. That's what right. is on the next up. episode? We get is it some up boring episode, episode, episode? by episode? <laughs> no, some boring. Buy a hat and then okay. hang on to it. Because wow. it's coming in, we're coming in hot here. Um, it is the season finale, folks, um, for Matt Smith uh, and Clara. We're going to find out the secret of Clara, which, as we've noted, we have completely forgotten about for several <laughs> weeks. <laughs> so uh, we remember that that's an important thing. Uh, and boy, is that answered uh, in, in grand fashion. Uh, we got Matt Smith. We got Clara. We got the Paternoster gang. We got River Song. And we have possibly one of the biggest shock moments in Doctor Who history. And I won't spoil it because if, uh, obviously if you're watching along with us, why? But it's <laughs> coming up uh, in the name of the Doctor. Uh, and because that story uh, uh, really takes us back to the beginning of Doctor Who, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's going back all the way to the earliest days here. Uh, apparently, you know, and, and, and touching on that or making that sort of the motivation of this current story. Uh, I've paired that with a seventh doctor classic story, all time classic, the seventh doctor and the first ace, the first full ace story. Yeah. The season 25 premiere remembrance of the Daleks. Ooh. Mm. Well, I'm excited to watch a uh, good doctor who get episode. Excited. Get that hat, get a nice hat and hang I on. To have it. A, I don't have a hat. It's going to get blown off. By I don't have any hat. You're going to, it's going to be like, yeah, boom. So I have two Boom. weeks. Let me write this down. Get yeah. hat. Get hat. Okay. <laughs> get hat, but not an expensive one yeah. because it's going to get not blown off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So only wear it inside. Also, I shouldn't get a hat that has like a chin strap on it or something like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, take your whole head off. That'd okay. be awful. Yeah. No yeah. Chin get a bubble hat. No, that's not. Uh, don't say that. Don't write that down. <laughs> get a hat and blow that hat. Just right? Blow, blow hats. <laughs> blow hats. Anything with a hat, blow it. Yes? All right. Sounds right to me. Mindprobe.show.